another edition of Baseball and Beyond, and it's always my favorite point when we get to go beyond. We, we've gone beyond with Tom Green. We went beyond with Alan Hunter of MTV. And now today we get to go beyond with Kevin Farley. Kevin, welcome to Beyond Sing. the Beyond. How are you? Are you a big baseball fan? Yeah. Well, I'm a Brewer fan. I don't know about baseball, but I like the Brewers. Well, you got a, you got a team up there these days. You guys picked up some big names. Mm-hmm. But you're, uh, you're in California and New York, right? You're kind of going both coasts, right? Yeah, but I think I'm going to move to New York now. I think I'm going to probably be permanently in New York uh, starting next month. Nice. So, mm-hmm. whoa, the birds. Mm-hmm. Are those St. Louis birds? St. Louis birds? Where? I thought I heard some birds in the background, some chirping. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm kind of outside smoking a cigar right now, and uh, I'm actually in um, Fairview Heights, Illinois, so I'm, uh, yeah, I'm in the Candlewood Suites here, and there's some birds around here, yeah. <laughs> so you are in town uh, as you're going, and your Fairview Heights is very close to St. Louis. You might not know that, but it is yeah. across, across the river, mm-hmm. and you're at uh, Hey Guys Comedy Club this weekend, so uh, tell me a little yeah. bit about uh, kind of, trying the stand-up thing you've been doing it a little bit and um i'll listen to those birds yeah. it sounds pretty <laughs> is that bothering you or i don't know i can't really hear it i i, I don't know you have a good speaker for birds <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I guess so. so you sorry I, about that yeah no but basically you're doing stand-up comedy now and i know kind of just looking through your career you were you were doing some some uh some of the improv stuff kind of like uh yeah some of the other yeah. guys from uh, the, the second city guys but uh, you've decided stand-up comedy here late in your Late in your career, mid in your career, I don't know. You're in your mid, you're in your early fifties, so who knows how long you'll go? But just tell me a bit, a little bit about uh, just kind well, of trying this out. If I live long enough, who knows? Yeah, yeah, right. If you get to 110, I, uh, if you get to 110, yeah. this is mid career. I'll be George Burns. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I uh, I did start out at Second City doing you know improv like my brothers, and then you know like around five six years ago, I decided to just do some stand-up and I really enjoyed it and I you know I've been just kind of plugging away at that for for five or six years yeah I like it that that second city is just so crazy to me because I think I think now it's almost everyone knows it's where you go to get on Saturday Night Live but kind of back in the early 90s people didn't know that I guess and was that no tell me a little bit about just that training I mean obviously uh, your brother got on there you're one year younger than Chris but uh yeah, was that kind of where was your career path? What were you thinking when you saw him kind of take off, and were you hoping kind of, oh, maybe, you know, maybe that's uh, maybe I get that path? Yeah, when I saw Chris up at Second City, I thought that this is kind of something I could do because it's very Brechtian theater, and Brechtian theater is kind of raw. And, you know, it was just sort of uh, sketch theater, but it was really raw, and the actors weren't really the best actors, and you know, it was kind of a review type situation, and I thought it was really exciting to see. And it was something I think I could do. I'm like, maybe I could do that because it seemed like it was done by normal people, not actors, not real performers, you know. And it seemed doable, you know what I mean? Like, But even though it was a really impressive thing to watch, I always thought it was done by normal people. And, and I loved it. I loved it for that. It was really raw theater. And so I just sort of liked that, you know, and I, I wanted to do more of that all the time, you know, and I wanted to do sketch comedy down there so i just fell in love with the whole thing and i I did uh all the the you know the classes and then i toured a little bit down there and then i thought i should probably go out to la and do my thing you know with the film and tv but i really enjoyed uh my time at second city just because you know it was such a great 
uh, way to learn how to how to perform, you know, alive, you know. How, it was great. Yeah, and so I know it's it's really hard to kind of you know everyone's gonna you look like your brother and you know you guys are what you call Irish yeah. twins. I like that Irish twins, but he had yeah. this different kind of energy like did you ever always did you ever have that energy that he had and I, obviously there's a reason why he's beloved the way he is and that energy did that kind of transfer to you it seems like you have kind of a different energy no yeah i mean i have uh, same similarities with like uh mannerisms and this and that you know i those are basically from my father and my mother and that kind of thing but i um no he was bombastic more bombastic than I was. I was just like, he was so loud in the house that I thought, well, I can't scream as loud as Chris, so I might as well be a little quieter. You know, so I w- I'm just kind of like a light version of Chris Barley. I don't know. I don't really, I'm not going to throw myself at any tables anytime soon, I'll tell you that. <laughs> we were just quote. it's so funny, we were just quoting this, that, that scene um, and it's funny because I was going to ask you about you're working on Drunk History with Bob Odenkirk. Um, yeah, yeah. Tell me yeah. a little bit about uh, working with him and doing that on Comedy Central. I love Bob because Bob and I go way back, you know, with uh, Chris and they were, Chris and Bob had written that Matt Foley sketch a long time ago with Chris. And so I've known Bob for like, geez, I don't know, 30 years. So I love uh, seeing Bob and working. And to get a chance to work with Bob, you never know who you're going to work with. And that was such a fun day and we were reminiscing about the old days and you know talking about my crazy brother and and we just had some great stories so i love working with him anytime i could see him i love working with bob and uh, obviously he's a genius and obviously he is uh super super talented and so and i love that show because Derek waters is such a really nice guy and i'm so happy for his success because as you know in hollywood you never you know the nice guys finish last but Derek is truly a nice guy and um he is having another i think another season of that show which i'm very happy for he, he's awesome we'll talk about i want to talk about bob in a little bit more but um yeah matt foley is actually i didn't realize this until doing some research a real person this that that name yeah. is not just you know picked out of the blue that was someone that you did you know him well or was yeah. that more of a chris's guy or you guys were you guys tight with matt so tell us about yeah, matt foley basically father yeah, Father Matt Foley is a priest down in uh, Illinois, outside a suburb of Chicago. And Matt and Chris and I played rugby together at Marquette University. And so Chris, uh, you know, when he came up with that character, which is an amalgamation of basically our high school football coach and my dad and a few other people mixed in, he wanted to name him Matt Foley because Chris, uh, you know, Matt was Chris's confessor and... <laughs> And even though they were buddies, uh, he became a priest after after college, and so Chris and Matt were very close. And uh, Matt actually said, you know, the mass at Chris's funeral. So and he's a close uh, family friend and such a sweet man. And uh, it's nothing like the character. <laughs> That's what's so funny about it. There's not it, his personality is nothing like the character of Matt Foley, which is funny. He's very meek and very you know, soft spoken. And I, Chris was doing that at Second City, right? So you, when you see this air on Saturday Night Live, I mean, did you did you know it was going to be something that literally people may call the you know one of the five best sketches of all? I mean, literally, you mm-hmm. can watch that thing today and you can't not laugh. And you watch David Spade and Christine uh, yeah. Applegate just just lose it because it's just yeah. it's, it's insane how great it was. But did you know? Because he did, right? He did it at Second City. I think I've seen clips of that. 
And then did you know yeah. it would just be that big? Yeah. I mean, you get an idea when something you've seen enough stuff happen. Yeah. You get an idea when you got a real good one. Yeah. So it's not like I didn't think it was going to be the top five, but I knew that was pretty, pretty good. You know, when you see it, when you saw it for the first time, you know, yeah, this one's going to be legendary because it was that exciting to see right out of the bat, right out of the gate. You're like, Jesus, that was a great sketch. And yeah, I, I, I had an idea that was going to be really good for sure. Oh my God. It was so fun. I just, I'm thinking about it right now. We we were talking about it. Actually, I'm at spring training, uh, watching the Cardinals, but we were talking about this interview and I, and I said, I'm going to be right there. Right, here's me. Here's yeah. you. There's me there. We, and I yeah, may, yeah. I, I start, I had a baseball player turn, Paul DeYoung, who's a Cardinal had to turn in the batting cage and they hear me laughing so loudly because we were just thinking about yeah. that sketch. And so Bob Odenkirk helps write that for Chris, right? At second city, um, and yeah. so people forget Bob, that Bob was a Saturday Night Live writer. <coughs> he was also a Second City writer. Right. He was uh, he was at Second City, and he wrote that for himself, I think, at first. And then you know he tried it maybe one night on stage, and it was it was funny, but it wasn't you know a killer. And then he thought, you know what, this you know I put this over the top as if Chris did this, and so he said to Chris, "Look, why don't you try this part? I'm sure you're much better at me than this." at this than me, you know, and then Chris did it the first time. He's like, Oh boy. Yeah. That's a hit. Yeah. <laughs> I would think any writer would have like a great idea and be like, well, I bet Chris is going to do this better. I'll just let him have it. <laughs> right. I mean, he's probably yeah, had that a lot. Well, I think, you know, when he was on SNL, a lot of the writers, you know, when you come up with a sketch and you get some kind of joke in there, you know, and a lot of times in SNL, there's maybe one good joke and then maybe another good joke, but there's not too many. And then they beat the joke to death, you know, that kind of thing. And so a lot of the sketches turn out to be fives or sixes, kind of middle of the road, you know, and it needed that extra bump to make it a really good sketch. And so they'd be like, well, if we put Chris in this, <laughs> it'll be a really good sketch. So that's how we got on so many sketches, you know. And it's true. I just read David Spade's book and it's like the Gap Girls. It's not the same without him saying, lay off me, I'm starving. Or the, yeah, the, the, no, the, the best one that is sort of forgotten, although it gets like more play now, is the coffee uh, the coffee one where he's the, the behind the scenes yeah. guy. <laughs> you you did mm-hmm. what to my coffee? <laughs> the face change. Mm-hmm. But it's just like acting yeah. too. You know, I think people might not even understand like what he does with his face in that scene. I know it's a three minute sketch, but it, you know, it, it, there is acting involved there too. I think people might forget Tommy Boy is so is so well acted. I feel like because. You just yeah. you you feel for this character. I mean, I'm I'm guessing did he mm-hmm. think of himself as a great actor that way, or did he just think of himself as a, a bombastic fun guy? No, I think he thought of himself as a pretty good actor. I think he knew he was a pretty good actor, you know. And I think I read an article about Christian Bale, and he said his favorite actor, one of his favorite actors, was my brother. And I thought that was a compliment from Christian Bale, who's a fantastic actor. And he said that uh, Chris Farley was the most committed actor he's ever seen. And I think people that know acting and people that understand acting know that Chris was a great actor, you know. And I think the general public doesn't, who's not in the business, doesn't really see it because they look at him like kind of a clown that fell on tables. But the people that are actually in the business and the people that are actually actors, they recognize how great of an actor he was. Yeah. All right, back to Bob Odenkirk. Sure. Uh, Bob Odenkirk, obviously, better call Saul Breaking Bad. Are we going to see you in Albuquerque anytime soon? Is there going to be any uh, ex- <laughs> Yeah, you got to call Bob on that one. I don't know. I think uh, I'd love to do it, obviously. But, uh, yeah, Bob's a busy guy, so I don't know. 
If I get an audition, I'd love to do it. Tell me what you think of just seeing that guy. I mean, we, you, as you said, you grew up with him, and he's a writer, and, and now he's mm-hmm. literally – he'll be winning some Emmys, and, and he, he's just so good at mm-hmm. this character. Tell me a little bit about just – being a friend of his and seeing him sort of just break out in the, in these two – well, it's not – it's one role, two shows though. Yeah, but, you know, I've known Bob so long and I've known how hard he's worked for this. You know, I mean, this did not happen overnight for Mr. Odenkirk. He really worked hard for a long, long time. You know, and I've known Bob and he's a bit of a workaholic that way. But he did Mr. Show before this and – you know, he developed that and he's just always working and he's always working hard. And, and, um, he's really admirable for that because, uh, and I'm glad to see him have success because nobody works harder than Bob Odenkirk. Nobody. That guy is always working, always writing, always doing something, always proactive. He's, he's, he's an inspiration to a lot of actors. Yeah, he's he's so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. You're at a Hey Guys Comedy Club this weekend in Fairview Heights. So you're doing stand-up comedy, yeah. and you've been around, I mean, uh, the greats. Norm MacDonald, uh, Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. David Spade, Chris Rock. These are, I mean, these are top-of-the-line comics. So I assume you've had some time. I know that you've opened for them, and they've been nice enough to kind of put you uh, on their on their shows and on their on their tickets. Mm-hmm. What what do you get from those guys when you, I guess you just mm-hmm. sponge it up, right? I mean, that, that's how you, you learn to th- this business. Yeah, you know, being around those guys uh, with the amount of sp- experience that they have in show business is so uh, great to be around. You know, I, each one of them has, you know, obviously their own talent that they bring to stand up. And, you know, Spade's kind of the snarky guy. He's got that whole thing going on. Norm MacDonald is a pure stand up, as pure a joke teller as I've ever seen. As Adam Sandler's just got a great personality on stage and an ease about him on stage that you know, is unsurpassed and his, his popularity is unsurpassed. So, and then Rob Schneider is great too. I think all those guys, um, they bring such a professionalism to, uh, stand up and what they do, but they do it with such ease, you know, and they do it with such, you know, like it's nothing, you know, but it is something and they really do. It's great to be around those. And I've learned a lot from all of them, you know, and I'm grateful to have them as friends. I gotta say, I'm a huge, uh, huge Norm Macdonald fan. Uh, I've seen him a few times mm-hmm. in St. Louis, and I've seen you kind of run around with him a little bit. Can, do you have yeah. Do you have any sort of crazy story about Norm? Uh, I know he doesn't gamble as much anymore, but um, he just yeah. boy, he's a different cat. But holy cow, is he funny? And he just he just can be funny without yeah. even trying. What What do you th- any any fun uh, travel stories with Norm? Well, true. Norm and I went across Canada together, and. Um, there was one incident that was so funny that, uh, I opened up for him and he did his act. And then, you know, the, the crowd, Norm said, uh, should we bring out Farley again? And, <laughs> and the crowd, the crowd said, yeah. So I came out and then they all started yelling, yelling, wrestle, 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 you know? And I go, what are they? I didn't know what they were saying. And then all of a sudden Norm just starts wrestling me on stage <laughs> and I'm going, what are you doing? And I'm looking at him going, He's got this fiery look in his face. And he goes, they want us to wrestle. And so <laughs> and then he really hurt me. He like, he like, he kind of punched me in the back of the neck and I, and I got really mad and I threw him to the ground and I, <laughs> I walked off stage. But I, I looked back and somebody had YouTube did. I don't know what happened, but it was so weird. I was like, 
what? And then I got backstage. I go, what are you doing? And he goes, well, they said wrestle. I go, that doesn't mean you have to do it. <laughs> very but Andy, it was funny. Very, yeah. very Andy Kaufman-esque, that Norm. Yeah, he is. He actually is. I got to say, I, I love my, I, I will tell my favorite Norm joke here from a weekend update, and then I'll, I'll let you tell yours. But mine has always been, today at the top of the charts is better than Ezra. At number two, Ezra. <laughs> He obviously does it better. <laughs> My favorite one. It just he looks into the that camera, he waits for the laugh. Do you have a favorite yeah. weekend update joke? I mean, there's a million, but yeah. you have one that there's you've... a million. I mean, he's got so many great jokes. He is, like I said, the purest joke teller I've ever seen. I, there's just he can make a joke last for 15 minutes, and the payoff is so brilliant. It's amazing. I have a few more minutes with Kevin Farley. I really appreciate you spending some time with us. You're. Uh, You've got some stuff here. You got a, a CMT show, Still the King. You've got a show on Netflix. You voice over, and you also are doing a podcast. Who 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 isn't doing a podcast these days? Obviously, but right. Tell me right. about uh, what you plan on doing in St. Louis for your podcast because you're you, what you do. Evidently, from what I've what I've listened to, is you go to your cities that you uh, do your your show and your stand up show, and you talk mm-hmm. to a local comedian there about uh, just kind of what comedy is going on in St. Louis. So who do you got and uh, who are you thinking about over in St. Louis on your podcast? Well, you know, I usually go when I get to the place like tonight and I, I ask the guy who's in, who's opening for me to do it. You know, it's kind of off the cuff kind of thing, you know, and, uh, and you know, so I'll see who's over there and then just interview them and see how they're doing in their comedy routines and how they're doing. And that's kind of what I do. You know, uh, it's a small little podcast, but I enjoy it. You know, and the Netflix, uh, the Netflix thing, and the CMT—it's it's good to see. Like the, you, you, things are, are yeah. kind of kind of working out for you. I guess so. I keep plugging away. I've been doing it for a long time, and I hope to keep doing it. And I love the Epis for Family show on Netflix, and I I certainly love the CMT show, even though that's canceled now. But. Uh, I did love doing it. I love Billy Ray Cyrus. And, and so I have, I've had a fun, and I hope that this year we continue to get more stuff out there. So, you know, I'm excited for this year. Yeah, it's been fun, and I've been watching some of your YouTube clips too. And you, you told a great story with Kevin Nealon, actually. I had to bring this one up. Uh, you, uh, I guess he, he was asking about your brother, um, bringing you – I guess you guys met some prostitutes, or, or Chris figured out a way to get some prostitutes well, to you. <laughs> I totally – Totally regret saying that because, you know, I guess, you know, I don't know. People think I'm a bad person, but yeah, that one happened. And I think, uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that on the internet, but I did. Oh, yeah. it's, and, it's and, fun. You're a kid. Yeah. Yeah. We were young. We were young. We were young. But evidently he brought some, he decided to find you guys some ladies and yeah. you had to take the, the, and then, the, the grenade. And then, yeah, exactly. I had the bad one. Yeah. I actually, yeah, so you know the other thing I was thinking about when I was thinking about talking to you is um, you know the famous brothers, the duos of like Bill Murray and Brian Murray and and John Belushi and Jim Belushi, and there is kind of that correlation. I really think with the Belushi's. Have you have you ever had any conversations uh, with with Jim Belushi uh, about John and just what it's like to kind of uh, you know kind of follow these gregarious, crazy you know talents and and try to do what you do in this business. You know, I never sat down with Jim and talked to him about that. I'm not a great friend with Jim. It's tough. To, he's older than I am, and I haven't really spoken with him too much. But, uh, yeah, we're sort of similar that way. He's had a hell of a career himself, you know. So, 
uh, yeah, I don't know. I just never talked to him about it. I'd love to sit down and talk to him about it sometime. Yeah. I think it'd be a great conversation. And it, it's crazy. Yeah. You you did that documentary, which was awesome. And, and we basically in December came on 20 years of of uh, of Chris's passing. And I'll never forget where I was that day. I, it, that's how it affected me. So I would just want you to know uh, as a fan that it, it, I was in my car and I remember that, that news coming across mm-hmm. and it really made me sad. But it's 20 years and yep. he still – and very important. Like it's amazing to me because I just thought it was Chris Farley, you know, one of my favorites on SNL. But the fact that twenty years later, people really, really care—that has to make you feel great. It does, and it makes me feel good for Chris because he worked hard at what he did. He devoted his life to it, and it's nice to see people still remember him. So I'm glad for it. Yeah. You have a favorite? I mean, it's so stupid to ask this question. I hate it. Do you have a favorite story about about your brother or something that you always think about and makes you smile? Oh, God. Well, I have a ton, you know. Um, uh, gosh, that's a hard one because, you know, I grew up with him and stuff. So there's so many uh, stories that I love of Chris. Yeah, I think just basically, uh, I don't know. <laughs> It's hard. It's hard. That's a hard one because he yeah. caught me off guard on that one. I, don't, I really don't know. I have tons of them. Man, yeah, that's what I, I mean. miss them every day. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't like that question either. It's so hard because you yeah. know, think about my brother, and I'm like, yeah, I have none either. I can't really come up with any at this point. My older no. brother. Um, yeah. Well, Kevin, I really I do appreciate the time, and uh, you know you'll be out uh, at Fairview Heights Hey Guys Comedy Club. I saw Dustin Diamond over there um, about two months yeah. ago. And so uh, yeah. it's a place that definitely uh, is is starting to become a, a factor here in St. Louis for uh, people to to see some comedy. Uh, what tell, just tell us what uh, what's your act like? What are you what are your what are your jokes? How do you? Uh, I talk a little bit about growing up in the Midwest. I talk a little bit about dating, weight control. I talk about uh, legal weed, <laughs> you know, all kinds of stuff. Well, I think people enjoy it. And like I said, I appreciate your time. And, and the birds kind of calmed down there a little bit. And what was the cigar? Oh, yeah. What was the cigar type? Did you have a? Do you have a, a, a special cigar you like? It's a Monte Cristo. I was smoking. <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, have fun in St. Louis, and uh, you know Fairview yeah. Heights is close to uh, some of those uh, dance clubs over there. So maybe just stay in the hotel. I, yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't venture up too far. <laughs>